So we went through the Akdom already. The Akdom is somewhat tedious. Again, as he spoke, he speaks about his system of logic and how the, the logic of the Sefer is based on. And then we learned the first class. So the, fir- the first parak is about the birds, it's about our understanding of God. And the first one, which we learned already, which is that a person has to know and believe that is the first being who precedes everything and is, an et- is eternal, and he brings everything into being. Um, we spoke about the idea of the difference between Amuna and Yediya, knowing and believing. And believing, knowing is a higher level than believing. You could believe somebody, but you don't know that they're saying the truth unless you were there. Right? Do we know our Father? Do we, do we feel, do we, know, do we know Hashem loves us, or do we believe Hashem loves us? Which one, Ja? How about you? Do you know Hashem loves you? Or believe Hashem loves you. I can believe something, but act as if I know it. So which one is it? I still say believe. Meaning, meaning, right? Meaning you don't. I, I would say it's a very hard one. Actually, we probably even have a hard time even really believing it, like emotionally. But but knowing it, to really feel Hashem's love, it's a very hard thing. Right? It takes a lot of effort to feel Hashem's love. It means every time you wake up in the morning, you say Hashem. Is allowing me to live and gives me what I have. So to feel Hashem's love, to know Hashem's love, like you know the love of your father, is a very is not not easy. But that's a higher madrega, and something that we achieve through constantly thinking about. We'll never get to feel to know Hashem's love unless we work on it a lot. And the basic way to work on it is every time we. All, throughout the day, constantly reminding ourselves that Hashem created us and takes care of us. And that's an act of love of Hashem, of, which makes us, in the long run, inculcate that love into our hearts. It becomes not just a belief, but a idea. Okay, also, the second principle of Hashem that we have to know is that the, regarding this existing being Hashem, the reality of his existence cannot be grasped by any other being at all. Only this can be known about him, that he is a perfect being in all manners of perfection, and there is no shortcoming at all within him. So one of the, another Iker understanding of Hashem is that he cannot be understood by humanity at all. The only thing we can know is that he's perfect. But we cannot understand Hashem's mitzvahs at all. But what, so the Ramchal will talk about, okay, so if we can't know anything about him, so how do we know anything about him? So these things we know through our oral transmission from our forefathers and the prophets. Also, Klai Yisrael grasped him on Harsinai. There's an idea in Chazal that Harsinai, Klai Yisrael all had the Madrig of Nevoah and recognized Hashem and gained a clear understanding of their true nature. Then they taught them to their children, generation after generation, until this day. For this is what Moshe Avinu commanded them. The past says, Lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and make them known to your children, your children's children. Also, however, through the analysis of philosophical proofs, all these matters can be established. They can be further be verified through existing world phenomena and their occurrences, which we can observe our own eyes. And analyzed through the study of physics, mathematics, astronomy, and other sciences. For from them you will acquire 
these same truths, whereby there will clear, emerge a clear understanding of true matters. However, we would not dwell on this, meaning in scientific analysis or philosophical proofs. Rather, we will present the ideas truthfully and, re- and clearly according to the tradition that we have known and is well-known to our nation. So, Demchal's second proof, the, the, the first idea is, the first you have to know and believe Hashem is, precedes everything as an eternal, and is eternal. The second proof is that Hashem is perfect, and that we cannot understand Him in any way. Meaning, whenever we talk about Hashem, we're talking about how Hashem relates, it's a, and that's when the Demchal explains more, that the, the Hashem is, Hashem creates sort of His relationship and his existence that we ha- that we know of him in this world. But that's not the essence of Hashem. Hashem's essence is totally something we cannot grasp. Because like we said, he's not a superhuman, he's not a superhero, he's something totally, has to be something totally different in every aspect of reality than what we know in this world. So how do we know anything? So we know everything from what was taught to us from our forefathers and from Chazal, and that was taught to Klaus or Har Sinai. And one of the reasons why we believe is because we believe our parents who tell us that God is true. And that is passed down from Ishim Piish, from Moshe Benu, and Klaus or Har Sinai till us today. And even though there were some breaks for some of us, who some of us who come from Balachuva families, nevertheless, it was passed down around us. And they... So, so let's say, I don't know, someone's grandparents aren't, aren't, aren't from, so, but their great-grandparents were, and sort of got to make a turn around their grandparents, and it comes, but the Messiah is still passed down through other people, and eventually reached us. And he says, also, we can, but we can't prove these basic ideas through philosophical idea, proofs. In general, today, people... There are many svarim written about philosophical proofs, the Sharichod in 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 I've learned it. There's There's many other svarim talk about philosophical ideas of proving God. To most of us, it doesn't resonate for whatever reason. Not going into, and therefore we. And the Ramchal also says he's not going to go into that. He's just going to talk about. He's not going to prove it. He's just going to talk about things that we know from Chazal. So that's that's number two. The third principle that regarding this existing being Hashem, his existence is absolutely required, is an absolutely required reality. His absence is not at all possible. Hashem can't come and go. And the Hashem is Metzias is Hachrechi, is has to be. There has to be a God, and Hashem always has to be and always has to there was no beginning and end to him. The fourth principle that Hashem's existence is not dependent on anything outside of himself. Rather, his existence is an intrinsically absolute requirement. That Meaning there's nothing that Hashem is dependent on. Meaning everything in this world is dependent on many, many things. Right? A person, to be alive, is dependent, dependent on literally thousands of things. To be alive... For this moment, you need many things, and to live for a long time, you need many, many things. The whole world has to go around, right? You get you get your food, right? You know how many people work? You know, you, everyone had breakfast this morning, right? You know how many people were involved in your bread? 
to get to get that to get it to you this morning. I don't know the number, but a lot, a whole lot of people, right? Someone bought the farm, someone bought the fertilizer, someone made the fertilizer, someone made the cows to make the fertilizer, right? Then someone someone put the put it on the ground, someone planted the seeds, someone made the seeds, right? Someone bought the seeds, someone plowed the ground, someone someone you know produced the flowers, someone you know literally probably thousands of people were involved in getting you your breakfast this morning. Right? Did you think about them at all when you had them? No. No. It's unfortunate. It's the same reason why most of us we don't think we don't and we don't think about Hashem either, who's really the source of all that of, of all that. So we're dependent on besides that we need so many parts of our body to work well, to be alive. We're dependent on many, many, many things and people throughout our day and our lives. And contrast to, and contrast to Hashem is not dependent on anything ever. Again, that's an idea that we really can't understand. Because there's nothing in this world that is not dependent on other things. Contrast again to Hashem, which is dependent on nothing. The fifth principle concerning Hashem. We must further know that Hashem's existence is simple. This is a complicated idea. There's the fifth idea, without any composite or any multiplicity. All perfections in their entirety are found within him in a simple manner. And the Ramchal will explain what that means. Pirish. In a human soul, many different functions exist, whereby each one of them is defined independently of another. Derech Mashal. The memory is one function, the will is another, and the imagination is yet another function. In Echad Me'elu, none of these functions impinge on the domain of other, any of the other function whatsoever. For the domain of memory is one domain, and the domain of will is another, and, domain, and, and the, the, the will does not impinge on the domain of memory, and similarly, memory does not impinge on the domain of will. So we have many parts to ourselves, and they don't depend on each other. Not in our physical part, a person has many parts to his body. A person loses a finger, right? Do you say, I'm not here anymore? No, I just... I lost a part of myself. A person lost a part of himself. In the in the in the more esoteric parts of a person, right? The, the you know the, the 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 soul parts, as Dermakal calls it, right? The memory, the will, the, the 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 brains, right? Some people are very smart but don't remember much. Some people remember everything, and are not very smart, right? So those things are all called separate parts of a person. In contrast to Hashem. However, Hashem does not contain diverse functions. This is, even though in reality, contains matters which in us are diverse, meaning He has everything that we have, for He desires, for He desires, He is wise, He is able, and He's perfect in all forms of perfection. The reality of His existence is a single integral state that includes within its reality and its definition all perfection. Consequently, Hashem contains within Himself all forms of perfection but not as something extraneous to his essence or the reality of a state of being, but rather as an integral part of the state of reality in and of itself, which includes in, in it every it, in it, which includes in its very state of reality all forms of perfection, for it is not possible for the state of being to not have all forms of perfection as an integral part of himself. It's a very difficult concept to grasp, and the Mikhail is going to continue with it, why it's so hard to understand what this idea is. In truth, this approach is very distant from our, grasp, from our grasp and our perception. We have almost no way of giving it clarity, nor the words which to explain it. 
This is so because our perception and imagination can grasp only matters bound by the limits of nature created by Hashem. But this is what our senses detect and what, our, and what conveys its images to the mind. And when relating to the things, and when relating this to created beings, these matters are numerous and divergent. However, we already prefaced that the reality of Hashem's existence cannot be grasped. One should not, therefore, extrapolate for what is observed regarding the created beings to what is reserved regarding the created beings to the Creator, since our factors and the realities are not all equal, and, we should, and that we should be able to judge from this one to this one. So, Abraham is going to continue in a minute to try to explain what this means, but it's also, in essence, impossible to completely understand because there's no relatable idea by us. By us, every part is separate, and then we come together. In contrast to Hashem, where there's no part to Hashem. Hashem doesn't remember and is smart. Those words are, as we said, Hashem is not a superhuman, just a human, just much, much greater. Hashem's, all the words, whenever we use an emotional or a physical word that we use as Chazal say, Adam. We use always human words to describe the the actions and emotions of Hashem, but those are not reality. Those that we always say Kaviyachal, as if, because that's the only way we can understand them. Hashem created some existence like this where He acts in these ways, but it's not the essence of Hashem at all. Hashem's essence is totally beyond our grasp. That's what we say every day. We say, What's the difference between those two? All right, what's the difference between those two? So, if, if not Hashem, then it's referred to as holy, Hashem is holiness. So, what's Hashem Chakadish? That Hashem's perception is holiness. That which we perceive Hashem. Right, meaning Hashem, Hashem is Hashem, the essence of Hashem to some degree, and that. Is Kaddish, and then Mishim Kaddish is how we call him, meaning how we perceive and connect Hashem in this world. That's Kaddish, but they're two different things. So Hashem's we we perceive perceive Hashem is a creation of Hashem in this world, but the but the reality of Hashem is unfathomable. And whatever we do know, like we said, is from a Messiah from Chazal. This is also among the things that are known through Messiah, as we have mentioned. Can, and, and can be verified through analytical investigation of the world of nature itself with its statutes and its laws. For it is not in any way possible that one existing being should not be found who is devoid of all the laws of nature, its statutes, and its boundaries, of all absence and shortcomings, of all multiplicity and composition, of all associations and evaluations, and of all the occurrences that affect the created beings, and who must be the true cause of everything that exists and whatever happens within this. Because otherwise, the reality of the beings as we see in their continuity and their continuity would not be possible. So, he's saying even though this idea also is known from Chazal, but of course it will be proven, then this idea can be understood to some degree that the world has to have a purpose that we know that's, log- that's a logical conclusion without delving into that now. The world has to have been created by a different being and that being cannot be just similar to a human, it doesn't really make sense in any way to say that just a, like we said, a superhero or someone very, very strong or human power just much stronger than any, just, just multiplied by a million, created the world. That Again, without going into the, to the depth of the argument, but that really doesn't make sense either. The, the creator has to be something that's, as you said before, integral 
nitri wouldn't make sense any other way, and something that's beyond our comprehension. Okay, not only do we know that from Chazal, but it's also a logical and can be philosophically proven as well. One must further know that this existing being Hashem must necessarily be one individual and not more. This means that it's not possible that there should be a multiplicity of existing beings whose existence is an intrinsically absolute requirement. Rather, one alone must be found within this absolute require within this absolute required and perfect state of existence. And if other existent beings will be found, they will be found only because he has created them through his will. Consequently, they are all dependent on him and do not exist independently. Right. So what the Rambam is saying over here is that Hashem has to be has to be only one entity called God, and there's not two. Again, it was a sub sort of belief in previous generations. Nimta. Now Rumchal summarizes what we learned. Klal Hagidias Hashirashirashesh. It emerges that the primary principles number six in all. And the, they are as follows. Amitus Matsyos Yizbarak Shemai. And these are the things that a person has to believe in as a recognition of God Himself. The reality of Hashem's existence, that there is a God who created the world. Shlei Musay, his perfection, meaning there's nothing, there's nothing missing from Hashem in any way. Hecherich Himtsai, the absolute requirement of his existence. There's no, no dependency. Hayayisi built the Nitla said not being dependent upon anything else of himself. Pshituta, his simplicity, v'yichudai, and his oneness. So, it's important to realize that these ideas are something that we should, if we want to, again, we do have to, one of the very difficult concepts in this world is how to relate to God, who's, when once, to actually the more you understand of God in a certain way, it becomes harder to relate to him. Because a childish view of Hashem is that Hashem is just your big tati, and he's the same way. Now, in the way that is true is that that is a creation of Hashem, that he, he relates to us in that way. On the other hand, Hashem is, there's no human terms to apply to him. So how do you relate to something that is totally devoid, void of any understanding of his essence? This is a great, it's a great question. Even when we say Hashem loves us, what, is it, what really does that mean? Does Hashem love you? It says in the Psukim, it says Hashem love you. Right? And we say we love Hashem. You can't love someone who doesn't love you. But how is, But in essence, does Hashem have love? So there's two basic ways to understand. Again, this is a very, it's a very deep question. I'm almost afraid of bringing it up because sometimes these questions are, if you don't work on them, the questions sometimes are better than the answers. But... There's two basic ideas. First of all, that Hashem created a love for us. That's one idea. Hashem does love us. It's the creation of Hashem that He loves us. It's not the essence of Hashem, but it's the creation of Hashem. On a different note, I'll give a different answer, which is, what is love? Again, this doesn't just apply to love, but I will talk about love. What is love? So many books have been written on this subject to explain what love is. And it's not a 
mathematical term. But it's an idea that where someone, an example of it, most, most times when people define love, they give examples. But it's based on trust and dependency and care. I lo- but that's, again, those are all things that you do if you love somebody. The love is the, the complete codependence and sort of no separation between the two. That's what love is. When you love someone, what you do is you care for them. That's not the definition of love, but that's what you do when you love somebody. You care for them. You trust them. You want them next to you. You feel safe around them. So, even though, let's, even though whether we can describe Hashem's, when we say Hashem loves us, we, theoretically we would always say Kaviyachal, but Hashem loves us in the sense that the definition of love in our world is somebody that takes care of you, loves you. Someone that cares for you, trusts you, always looking out for your good, that is definition of love in this world. And therefore, even though the idea doesn't completely relate to Hashem, but he, takes, he does care for us, meaning we are here, we are breathing this second only because Hashem is giving us that opportunity. Hashem created us to give us good. We'll talk about that soon, right? So all those things are the definition of love in this world. Therefore, as far as human can understand it, that is a definition of love. And therefore, so Hashem does love us in human terms. Hashem does love us. Someone has a better answer to that question. I like the the question bothered me for years. And this is the best answer that I've come up with. But uh, yeah, what were you saying? Um, uh, when, when I've spoken to people about this, um, I guess there's like a, some people believe that Hashem is dependent on us because we like created that dependency, and some people believe that like how do you? No, that's 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 part of the same idea. So Hashem, that that would further the idea of the, the the loving relationship of Hashem. We love Hashem. Hashem loves us. That Hashem, to make to, to expand uh, expound on that idea, is that you, you generally can't love someone that doesn't love you back, and that really goes both ways. Meaning, before we say "Vahaftas Hashem Alekecha" by Shema, what do we say? Hashem loves us, right? Because a relationship, a loving relationship, has to go both ways. So we love Hashem because He loves us, and He loves us, meaning He takes care of us. But you're asking, why does Hashem love us if we give nothing to Him? It's debatable whether that's a question, but if it is, then the answer is because, like we know from many sources, that Tnuayz Kim, as the many from uh, talk about that Hashem created a world that we actually increase Hashem's our own. This world is the Sakhanel to increase Hashem's exist uh, um, not the knowledge of to increase Hashem the knowledge of Hashem in this world. And actually, but through our actions, Hashem is able to do more. That's why Hashem set up the world. That if Christ Israel does the mitzvahs and do, does Hashem's will, then Hashem has a more of an ability, Kaviyachal, to affect this world in a good way. So we actually do give something to Him. Again, that's also a creation of Hashem. But that is also still true. I understand it's just, I, I don't like when people say, like, does Hashem need us or not? And I, I feel like they're Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I'm not sure what you're saying. Like, because, like, does Hashem need our love because that's a codependence relationship? Like, really, He doesn't, but He created the world that He does. Like, it's like... It's complicated. Still the truth. 
again, it, 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 there's, there's difficulty in that. Like I said, it's a difficult concept. But uh, the, the really accepting that I did, Hashem is totally, the, the essence of Hashem is not what we're trying to relate to. It's the creation of Hashem in this world which we relate to. And that is a relatable concept. And that is because he created, that's, that is by Hashem as we know it. We're just talking about Hashem, which he takes care of us and he loves us. And he made a system where we're, to a certain degree, codependent. And that's, in a, therefore, it gives us the groundwork that's possible to have a loving relationship. So these are the six, again, these are the six parts of the, the, the six primary principles of understanding Hashem. And the person should have them clear in his mind. And then we'll go back there. And when we, on, we're not going to be here because of the chasna, we won't be here. When the Thursday, we'll mention Vaiter on Sunday with explaining the, how Derech Hashem explains the purpose of this world. Shalom Aleichem, this is Menachem Weinberg. These Yorim were given in Yeshivas Ahavas Atera, Cleveland. For more information, visit yeshivasahavasatera.org. Thank you.